millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Culp Option Podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Yo, 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 yo. <coughs> got bloody COVID-19. Alright. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Oh Usually start from... Yeah, three, I just... I, 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 okay, we need to do it again. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Because I wasn't actually listening to you, I was just listening to hear three numbers and then I clapped. <laughs> Little, um... Nice. Hello and welcome to the Cult Pop Shit Podcast. I'm your Hello. host, Richard Martin, and I'm joined today by uh, what some critics are calling the Alexander Jones of podcasting. <laughs> it's, of course, Alexander Jones. AJ, Hello. how are you? Uh, I don't feel great. I've, I've had the, I had the onset of, um, of like a sniffly thing, which yeah. as, as we know, is not something you want to have the onset on at the moment. <laughs> COVID-19 has just made it to, um, to New Zealand. I called it COVID, like yeah, COVID. Like, cause you Co- used to COVID. say COVID for. <laughs> yeah, I am. Coronavirus has made it to New Zealand. Not my island though. It's in your city. Has yeah. it touched my island? Yeah, it was at a it was at a concert I thought about going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's made the news today. Is that someone with coronavirus went to a Tool concert? Which, <laughs> God, that's so funny. Just straight up. That's yeah, just a I, I found it kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I and I was real worried I was going to get sick. But I feel like I just had a little brief flirtation with a flu and i'm feeling a lot better now than i did at the start of the day hmm. and as with most of your flirtations it won't uh turn into a full-blown thing <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> um richard usually on the show we either talk about film franchises and in between those podcasts we'll talk about just something different just shoot the shit <laughs> a topic a topic of the week which has been things like the oscars of the 2010s or the most disappointing films of the year uh what richard what the f- what the frick are we even talking about today? well that's the thing one thing that we need to discuss is uh how are we going to concisely uh sum up this podcast in a uh, a, a title if you will well i can i can i can explain this much this this idea while it comes from something you did was suggested by our patrons over at patreon.com slash who we are giving um 
we're giving the right to choose what we do in our off week episodes uh, for the next wee while because we they weren't able to pick every second franchise which was they usually do but we're currently stuck in the James Bond franchise which ironically <laughs> now, now that No Time to Die has been pushed back to November which is insane more like we're- November time to die <laughs> <laughs> like the, I've, it was going to come out in three weeks, and now it's not coming out no, for it was, what? It was more than three weeks away. It was a month away. It yeah. was less than a month away. Three and a half weeks, and now it's now it's just playing playing in the um playing in November. Mm. That's insane. That's such a long. T- that's a movie this big has never been pushed back that far this close to when it was supposed to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So we we were like, you guys choose. And this was is one of the suggestions, one of the most liked and voted on suggestions. And I guess the way to say it, how many did you watch? How many movies did you watch? Uh, f- uh, uh, 406 separate movies. I guess we're going to call this episode Richard Watched 406 Movies Last Year. Number number eighty three will shock you. <laughs> That's that, I mean, what else do we call it? This might be the first time uh, one of our names has made it into the title of an episode. What? Oh yeah, but Joe used to get it all the time. Remember, remember Joe got Joe? two. Yeah. Joe, um, the, so anyway, we, yeah, try, this, we tried um, him out for the main cast for a few episodes, but he wasn't popular enough with audiences. <laughs> never returned again. Yeah, audiences and um, flatmates. <laughs> Don't reveal our personal baggage. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm all, I'm, all, I'm not too. I'm not too worried about saying that one because Joe has kind of uh, moved past us in terms of internet success, and also because there's like the old podcast and the new podcast, and that's part of the old podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm. feel like there was an an a soft reboot we didn't realize we we did yeah, maybe sure. two years ago where the podcast when we got our new microphones and it started sounding way better yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, um yeah. when we when we moved cities yeah 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 um but so uh we should mention so uh shout out to brent taylor who suggested this on the patreon the one uh, and his only. exact comment uh was richard reviews tm trademark uh, somewhere between 365 to 406 movies he watched in 2019. So, uh, a little bit of backstory. Here yeah, go. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Why? Why did you do this? <laughs> so, uh, in 2018... Uh, so, okay. <laughs> Let's go back even further. In 2016, <laughs> I decided wow. to keep track of all the movies I watched. And oh. I, th- I made it to, I believe, 200. Okay. Um, and that was my goal. I want to watch 200 movies this year. And in the last um, like two weeks, I was watching like eight movies a day at like 1.5 <laughs> speed to get through them, kind of thing. Because I <laughs> because I I when that was when I lived alone and I would just watch watch Mojo endlessly instead of just putting on a movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then 2017, I didn't keep track of um, of the films I watched, but 20, uh, 18 and 19, I. Yeah, 2018 I did, and I watched 250. And then so uh, 2019, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try and watch one film every day. And I I like to set myself little year-long goals. I didn't drink for, for one year. And then, yeah, so last year I watched a film every day. And 
Maybe I've set a goal for myself this year. Maybe I don't want to reveal it. Um, In case you don't succeed. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And so I did it. Now, I watched uh, more than than a film a day. Um, The rule wasn't that I have to end up at the end of the year having watched um, 365 films. It's that I had to watch one film every day. So what that means is Ah. that every single day I had to either finish or start a film so uh i could because you know i was kind of like having to chop them up so i would watch like half an hour of a film before work and then finish it after work or um you know if i knew oh i've got uh friday off but i'm working all week i could watch like uh you know know, but i'm super busy on thursday i would just watch the first 10 minutes of a film knowing i would watch it all plus another film on Friday and that would count as Thursday and Friday or like there are even examples of like I would watch um I would watch a film at night but it would finish after midnight and I could count that as the as the next day's film Mm-hmm. So there, there was some leeway, but I still watched four hundred six fucking movies. So yeah, yeah, you still went went even if that doesn't count for people, you still watched a lot more than the days <laughs> of the year. Uh, yeah, and um, that's also that four hundred six figure that doesn't count double ups. Um, so I watched Avengers Endgame four times. I watched It's Such a Beautiful Day like six times. I watched Your Name two or three times. There's there's quite a few um double triple quadruple ups that we might get to um but also for the purposes of this podcast i have removed uh anything i watched for the cult popsha podcast so that includes um film all the film franchise fortnights uh that includes uh some off week ones where like the other game of thrones actors even good actors um mm-hmm where we had we watched films with those actors in them so we could discuss them um and so uh yeah we're left what we're left with is 270 films so how many have you taken out so that means i've taken out 136 so that's probably about how many movies i watched last year (laughs) (laughs) If, 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 if we watched the same even if we didn't watch the same movies we watched the same amount of movies but then i guess plus however many Actually, I can tell you, plus what, the maybe 60-something movies I watched in, in the theatre, like the 2019 movies. Mm. Um, I don't know if this is as interesting to people because it's not going to be a number as big as... Who cares? Yeah, I'm not gonna even going to look. <laughs> um, so, uh, we also, <laughs> still on the preamble of this episode, um, we... We were trying to work out if we should make a game out of this, and maybe we'll mm. make little games as we go through. But essentially, I'm going to tell you all the fucking movies I watched last year. I'm going to give you a brief summary of what I thought about them. Some of them, I'll be like, who gives a shit? And we'll move on instantly. Because if I spoke for mm-hmm. one minute about every single film I watched last year, this podcast would be literally seven hours long. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is that, sure. Maybe this isn't uh, doesn't require the most effort on our part, um, <laughs> but uh, almost none on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry if you're a, an AJ fan, you're getting a fuckload of Richard today. Yeah, yeah. I, I even the the most effort I could have done would have been logging into my letterbox, and I didn't even do that. <laughs> you bailed halfway through. Um, <laughs> but I do uh, just want to mention that uh, I have been 
very very busy lately um so i apologize that this episode might come across as low effort but uh we ensure that we're still here to 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 keep the yucks but i do want to say uh that's yuck as in uh haha yuck 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 not yeah Ooh, that's disgusting um but what like i've been busy doing is uh i'm actually the showrunner for a new tv show that's going to be airing in a couple of months on tv in new zealand i don't want to go too much into details of what it is but it's just a really cool development that has happened in my life and i wanted to share that with you guys this episode's just the bloody richard show isn't it yeah it is um you'll get one of these one day as well i was gonna say when i'm when you're (laughs) when i'm the busy one um and you and uh i need a break but um Mm. yeah so anyway there is a cool thing that's happened in my life also ages aj's a teacher now oh well i'm a tutor I feel like I can't claim that I'm a, che- a teacher. Hmm. If any of my students are listening, though, do your fucking assignment. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Send us uh, love and goodwill because, man, fucking creating a TV show, it's real hard. <laughs> Takes hmm. it out of you. I lo- I like that, that it's like, this episode might be low effort, but fucking encourage us as well. Mm. <laughs> not only are we not giving you much this this week, but we want you to give us more than what people average on average probably do. But I was thinking, though, this this is, this was just, this was suggested by a patron along the, uh, with what the, you fucking the wanted. mission statement. <laughs> so, yeah, suggest a topic for an episode, and people voted on this episode. Yeah, it actually got so, the most likes. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, get into it. AJ, do you want to guess the first movie I watched last year? Uh, was it Scooby Doo Two? No, um, it uh, was. You watched? I did. Uh, I watched Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, oh, and so all year because Letterboxd has like a stats page if you're a pro member, which I was last year, so that I could like you know see uh, who's the director I watched the most of. Um, my counter since expired but maybe i'll reactivate it during this podcast so i can give you that information but um (laughs) all year staring at me whenever i logged in was the first film you watched this year was pacific room uprising and you know what it's not a very good film um you you famously um so that's film number one that's film number one not very good uh (laughs) you famously haven't seen the first one uh and um yeah uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, the first one's fine, sure. The second one is real bad. I think I gave it like one star, uh, and that was my start of my 2019. And I tell you what, it one only went star. downhill from there. Uh, number Damn, two, I, I save one stars for particularly bad movies. You see, this is the thing as well: is that like I'm, I'm a, a bit of a star whore. I like, I, I think my five star is what you would call a four star. Um, because I, I believe that there should be plenty of five-star movies out there. I don't think it should be this unattainable thing reserved for, you know, some mm. possibly fictional God tier of film. I think of it as if a film is as good as it could be, but just for me personally, it's not going to be in my, you know, hall of fame. I'll give it four, four and a half stars. If it's real good and I loved it, I'll give it five. Okay. Uh, well, a film that <laughs> I thought was pretty cool uh film second film i watched is he gets the fuck across town um so this is a, a like a strange oh, kind right, of yep. 
Um, it stars Mackenzie Davis, um, who I fucking am in love with, and that's kind of why I watched the movie. Uh, but then also mm-hmm. Carrie Coon pops up, who I'm also in love with, and Lakeith Stanfield, who I'm also in love with. Um, nice. So it was just like, it's a, it's a fun, like, star-making performance. The film kind of doesn't really go anywhere. She gets the fuck across town. Um, but, and, and it's, it's Sounds very Sounds like she gets much. pretty far. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, low-budget, um, Hayley Joel's in it as well. It's his kind of, it's the kind of movie you would expect to see him in. He's a brand now, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, next up, actually, we have Mulholland Drive, which I forgot to delete because we did cover that. For the podcast, check out our Patreon if you want to uh, hear what I thought of Mulholland Drive. Um, Hateful Eight, first time I'd seen it. Um quentin tarantino film i i'd been told for a long time that this wasn't his best work and it was like pretty bad um but you know what i quite enjoyed it i I, i've always said i like i like talky tarantino um and this is all talky tarantino apart from some gore at the end yeah i took a girl to see this movie um and she was a lot more sensitive to the kind of violence than i think i was expecting her to be mm. um and we didn't go on a second date and i really wanted to post a status that said more like the hateful date uh, <laughs> but we were facebook friends and we hadn't called it a date so i didn't want to announce suddenly oh, on facebook dude. that i thought it was a date and her to be like i didn't think that was a date <laughs> but it's been what four years since then now so i feel like i can what was her name? Um, I no, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> no way. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Bird Box. Uh, I remember I watched this at work at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday, and um, everyone and there was like the people. The only other people at work were like kind of basic, and we're like, "Oh my god, it's so good, right?" And I'll be like, oh, "I mean, it's 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 the same ideas have been explored uh, better elsewhere." And then they'll be like, where? And I'll be, you know, something like a quiet place. And they go, oh, I didn't see that. Um, mm, I love I love that you're fulfilling that that niche, that needed character in an office of the, the film snob. You know, like if if, if you, everyone in your um, in your office was a trading card, you'd be that would be the thing that they would exaggerate on your stats is that you're the film snob, mm. you know? Like if you were a suspect in a Cluedo esque murder mystery, your your post your character poster would say the film snob. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> in, in the cinema with a film reel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next uh, was a film called Compliance. Uh, this is about the um, a scam, a true story actually, where um, someone would uh, like ring McDonald's pretending to be a cop and be like, "Look, you've got a." Um, uh this girl's been stealing money uh we need you to go out back and strip her naked and um people would just do it because a voice on the phone that sounded authoritative uh did it and essentially uh not to spoil the real life event but um the the voice on the phone uh essentially coerced this guy into um committing sexual assault um all in the name of Oh, she's stealing money, and and she deserves to be punished by you. Oh wait, is the voice on the phone not the filmmaker? What do you mean? So this was an actual crime that took place where a a voice on a phone told people to do this. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was a documentary where 
the documentary makers fit, called up. Oh yeah, no, people. no, no. So the, this is this I'd is a dramatization. Like, it feels like the 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 filmmakers are pretty, aren't, the, aren't getting off scot free here either. Yeah, it blurs the line between. Um, <laughs> uh, no, the, yeah, it's it's a it's a dramatization of a true uh, crime. Oh, it sounds horrible. Yeah, it, it is. It's very like makes your skin crawl kind of movie. Next was short term twelve. Uh, Brie Larson. I love that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah. You should check this out. Uh, Jess and Daniel Crudin directed this, who's uh, going to be directing Shang-Chi. Um, and this is one of those movies that I always wanted to watch, and it's worth mentioning at this point, I um, I set myself this goal so that I would be uh, uh, forced to watch all of these movies that I you know, never got around to. Um, mm. But as you'll find, I'm good at finding uh loopholes to not benefit myself <laughs> now richard do you want to quick fire some, some of yeah this? i am um, looking at the time i'm just I'm now like... realizing okay i'm gonna do the next um let's go 10 i'm okay. gonna give you one or two words okay fantastic mr fox surprisingly funny mm-hmm. in the mouth of madness uh uh great <laughs> the lobster <laughs> Really enjoyed mm-hmm. Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. One of the greatest animated films of all time. Yep. Uh, Unbreakable. Uh, somehow better and worse than I remembered it being. <laughs> uh, Down with Love. Surprisingly good. That's Peyton Reed um, directed that film. Sorry, if I can pull you up on Unbreakable, I thought you weren't counting films you'd rewatched. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I feel like I have you recorded saying... Uh, no, I said it doesn't count multiple watches within the same year. Oh, within the same year. Oh, right. Continue. Uh, I mean, it probably could do um, movies I... I'm gonna, I'm, from now on, I'm going to skip movies I'd already seen prior to 2019. I think that was the first one. Down With Love, surprisingly good. The Last Laugh, uh, not very good unless you're a big fan of Richard Dreyfuss for some reason. Uh, Nocturnal Animals, fucking such a good film. Uh, Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, featuring a very special contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. Man, fuck Jim Carrey. What a dick. He seems horrible to work with. <laughs> uh, your Name. Uh, so this is the first time I watched I watched a couple times this year. Um, fucking beautiful. One of the best animated films ever made. Um, now, we're at uh, when I was catching up to Oscar season. So some of these I didn't watch for the podcast, but uh, you'll, you'll probably already know my thoughts on them. Green Book. Uh, pretty good film. Uh, doesn't didn't deserve to win the Oscar, um, and then got a lot of hate because of it, and maybe does doesn't quite deserve all the hate it got, but it didn't deserve the praise it got either. Uh, Roma, beautiful film, uh, kind of hard to half pay attention to. I think you really need to be. It would benefit from seeing it in the cinema. The favorite, very artistic, uh, not just your mum's period piece. Um, in <laughs> fact, I would hate to watch that with my mum. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> um glass what a fucking train wreck that was <laughs> man glass what that was what a bad movie that was both 2019 and 2020 have started with what i think will probably be the worst movie of the year yeah uh, well i would i would argue 2020s will be the worst of the decade do, yeah do i do little we're talking about do little mm. do little is i don't know if i've said this on pod i think i've said it maybe i tweeted about it um because we talked about go- how it was coming out in our 
uh, uh, most d- dumbest looking films of 2020 podcast, uh, but we hadn't actually reviewed it. Doolittle is the worst movie I have seen in years. Worst like mainstream movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is an important distinction. Yeah, it like is that's the worst the thing. It's like, major yeah. release I have seen in years. Like I was looking back through my last few years on Letterboxd, and I was like, "Yeah, it's it's way worse than Glass. Uh, it's way worse than um, yeah, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald." Uh, you know, I went back through the through what I all the major releases I'd ranked last, and Doolittle. I am infatuated with how bad that movie is mm. <laughs> and it'll be the worst of the decade and it was the first movie of the decade there's literally nowhere else to go but up <laughs> I, I i cannot fathom what a worse film would be like no it's oh we need to do a whole podcast on this yeah. suggest that on patreon Just <laughs> a belated doolittle review <laughs> um next up was fire remember how everyone cared about that for like a week the fire yeah, festival documentary mm. um that was pretty interesting um that was one that I remember waiting for it to come out and then watching it day one. And then like a month later, everyone's like, oh my God, have you seen this new documentary? And I'd like already kind of forgotten about it. Stop talking about me like that, Richard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could just just say it to my face. <laughs> I, I I think Fire was one of those movies where you go, you watch it and you go, ah, 2019, eh? Sign of the times. Yeah, for sure. All right, see you later. And <laughs> yeah. keep, keep keep living your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moneyball, great script, fantastic acting. Uh, cool. Following Christopher Nolan's first film, watched that for the first time. Um, it's fine. It's yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I O. This was this like shitty movie that Netflix made. Um, this was one that it got released and I chucked it on one morning. And it's just real boring. It's like the last person on earth and just who gives a shit. Um, okay. Jackie, fuck, man. Jackie, what a fucking incredible performance from Natalie Portman. Yeah. That was like, holy shit, the, one of the best acted performances I've ever seen. Uh, so she's really? playing Jackie Kennedy. And mm. there's... Um, Jackie Kennedy is one of those uh, people that has like such an idiosyncratic way of talking and and moving that it seems like she's doing a parody. Um but it's it's not you know um yeah and then uh there's a scene where just after jfk has been shot and she's uh like wiping his brains off of her face essentially and you can see he's she's got like blood in her eyes and stuff like that and it's like probably uh one of the best acted scenes i've seen in my entire life damn I've yeah. been sleeping on jackie this whole time yeah um i'd best get off her <laughs> I've got to contribute something to this episode. Yeah, man. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> okay, up in the air. Have you seen this with um, George Clooney? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. very good. It's it's a very um, charming uh, kind of movie, but that it's uh, Jason Reitman. Um, it's just a nice cool. movie. Uh, Capote, the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman won the Oscar for. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, he's good in this movie. Transformative. Yeah. Transformative. I, I believe you. Uh, the Mule. Clint, Clint Eastwood has two threesomes in this movie. We know. And we I know. mention this every time it comes up because it's a weird fucking movie with one real fucking good scene. Um, there's, What's the real good scene? So uh, Bradley Cooper plays the um, the CIA agent that's chasing this mule that, that, the, that the drug runners clearly have. Um, and... Uh, 
Bradley and Clint meet in a they're just in a diner and they and they just you know have that kind of chat about life or whatever um and then uh at the very end the, everyone's got this this car surrounded that has the mule driving it Bradley Cooper opens the door realizes it's the old man he met at the diner and they just have this like heart to heart that's essentially like man why didn't you tell me like I've, I have to take you to jail I could have helped you essentially Right. And it's like it's it's he's really taking sympathy on him, but at the same time he's been like he hates this person that he's been chasing for months, only to realize it's this kind old man he met. It's, it sounds very Breaking Bad esque. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um, planes, trains, and automobiles. Watch this for the first time, man. What a I I I don't really like this kind of genre. Um, no, neither. Of John just Gaines like movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, of the um the. The fucking asshole who fucks up everything, and then oh, he's got a sad backstory, so we have to forgive him. Um, sometimes they don't even have a sad backstory; they just get away with it. A hot tub time, te- ti- hot tub time machine two is the worst example I've ever seen of just a character being a fucking asshole and getting away with everything. Did you watch that this year? I did not. Ah. The Ides of March, another George Clooney movie, also very good. Out of the blue. Um, oh, I watched this for your movie club. You're now defunct movie club. What if- there were you've you've mentioned a couple of ones that we watched for the movie club. Oh, unintentionally. Yeah, I didn't watch them for your movie club. Yeah, it was the same week that they were on movie club, but <laughs> I watched them for a different reason. After that, I watched Hereditary. Dark, dark couple of days for me. Um, <laughs> because uh, the darkest thing was that I watched Hereditary, and it's not very good. I didn't really like it that much. Um, oh. I had all year of people telling me it's the greatest movie uh, you'll ever see. Um, it's literally better than being alive. Uh, and you know what? It's not. <laughs> I don't think it's better than being alive. Uh, maybe it is. All right, what was the next one? <laughs> uh, Crash, which I also watched for the podcast. So I'll skip over that. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, one of the most disappointing films of last year. Um, if I... If I wasn't more invested in it, like uh, if I was more invested in it, like I was with Glass, uh, it would probably be the most disappointing. But nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, you know, no, no harm, no foul, whatever. Uh, abducted in plain sight. Fuck, remember this? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, awful, awful feelings watching that movie. Oh my god, yeah, that was. Um, uh, abducted in plain sight is the story. It's a, a true crime documentary about this. A woman who gets abducted, uh, kidnapped twice by their family friend who, oh God, who the dad, the, the cheat makes the parents cheat on each other with him yeah. separately yeah. Uh, and, and then also is in love with their preteen daughter. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> God, so that like the parents, they haven't seen their kid, their, their daughter, the preteen daughter in months. And then they get a phone call um, who, uh, from her and the and the kidnapper, and say like, "Oh yeah, she's she's been sold. Uh, she's been having to work prostitute as a prostitute to um, uh, to you know make a living." And the mother reacts like she's just been told that it's raining outside. Mm. She goes, oh, "Oh, okay." Like it's like, ah, it's not the end of the world, but you know, it's obviously not what I had planned. Um, yeah. And it, it's the most infuriating, baffling story you could ever watch, and you should check it out. Um, yeah. Uh, can you forgive me? Really nice film. 
Great we watched that for the podcast. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, have you seen Chips, the Dax Shepherd? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not very good. For the next twenty movies, I'm gonna beatbox, and you're gonna kind of give us give it tell us what they are and short reviews okay. with me beatboxing under. Okay, ready? All right. The Lego Movie Two, the second part, not as good as the first one, but it's still a pretty decent movie. Isle of Dogs. Hey, this wasn't bad. Um, I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan, but it was fine. The Breaker Upper is not a very good film, but it's from New Zealand, so I'm not allowed to say that it's bad. Happy Death Day to you. We spoke about this on the podcast, but I saw it before that as well, so I won't give my thoughts. Green Lantern, not very good. <laughs> a History of Violence is very good. Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws, intentionally not very good, which kind of makes it good. <laughs> High flying bird shot on an iPhone. That's about the only interesting thing about it. <laughs> All right. If that sounds horrible in the edit, I'll just cut out my audio and just have you talking real sporadically. I don't know what that's going to sound like. Uh, early man. Fine. Harry Potter <laughs> and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, you, you know you i'm sure you remember it uh, i'm sure you have an opinion on it and that is the correct opinion um elite battle angel i loved it um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh carol a nice movie um yeah uh, carol's cool yeah should have got more more love at the time um paddleton fuck what a good movie this is this was the best movie uh, that I thought was going to make my top 10 at the end of the year, but then the second half of the year was so <laughs> loaded with good movies. Yeah. Um, Serenity. I think I spoke about this on the mid-year pod, uh, review. What a bafflingly stupid film. People are going to tell you it's so bad, it's good. It's not. It's so boring, and then it's stupid. Um, okay. Tangle. Watch it for the first time. It's pretty good. It's not my favorite of the three uh disney animated movies i watched for the first time uh new, which you'll find new out. disney princess yeah the the new princess um neo princess um it's probably my second favorite um isn't it romantic um a fine idea better executed and they came together one of my favorite films of all time cat and fantastic uh yeah it's there in the name it's bloody fantastic um wow. <laughs> behind the curve man this film is so so fucking funny this is like if you were making a documentary about flat earth which is what this is and then you discovered this talent and the subplot in the film you you, like you would retire as a filmmaker because this is it's so perfect it's about this dude who's like the cream of the crop in the flat earth world but these the movie is actually about this guy who can't get a girl to like him that like he has a crush on the popular girl and she just wants to be friends and it's so so fucking funny she he even mentions like being on a date or something like that she goes haha yeah like a friend date and it's like and he's oblivious he thinks it's going well and then the flat earthers twice in this film prove that the earth is round by accident um <laughs> It's it's such it's such a good documentary. So this is a documentary made by flat earthers. Um, it's it's like made in conjunction with it's it's someone who, like it, it's one of those things where the the documentary isn't making fun of them because they do it to themselves. Right. You know, like it's it's someone that goes in and, and goes, just tell us your beliefs, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool, finally a chance. But it, then, um, they document these these different trials they do, and like the the very last scene of the documentary is they go, um. <laughs> so it's like they've set up this contraption and it says like essentially if if this does this 
uh, if we see this result, it means the Earth is flat. And then the results come up and he goes, oh, that's strange. And then it cuts because <laughs> it's not what <laughs> it's proving the Earth is round. It's it's okay. so good. It's on Netflix. Um, uh, I Feel Pretty, the Amy Schumer movie where she gets knocked out mm. and then finds out that she's um, the inner beauty was all uh, in her all along. It's a weird movie, man. It's it, it wants to have that positive message, but then it's still like doesn't in some ways and it does in some ways but then ah. it's kind of like train wreck where it's like um it just ends on like a super generic kind of rom-com ending when the whole movie's been kind of like dismantling that concept mm. um yeah. all right next up Captain marvel when i saw that for the first time wasn't for the podcast but i've spoken about it a few times um yeah it's pretty good it's we're it's only a- up to captain marvel yeah yeah this is where we are in the in the year um uh, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Oh, this is a, this is a good this is a good time. Good time. I ch- uh, check it out. Um, Jesus Christ, the first oh <laughs> the first movie that I saw the title, I was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, a movie called <laughs> The Discovery. It's the last film Jason Siegel was in because I was like, what the fuck has he been doing? Uh, he was in this movie in twenty seventeen where essentially they proved that there's an afterlife, and so people want to kill themselves. Okay, and it's 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 it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, it was just cool to see Jason Segel, an actor that I realized I hadn't seen on screen in like five years. Um, uh, young adult, the Shelley's Theron movie. Uh, yeah. Have you seen this? No. Uh, yeah, it's really it's a good performance from her. It's that kind of like it's very realistic, and Patton Oswalt's uh, fantastic in it as well. Fighting with my family. Uh, this was a fantastic film. Uh, my introduction to Florence Pugh and who I fell in love with throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next, the next. Um, the next you have to see how many movies you can get to yeah. uh, by the time i finish singing twinkle twinkle little star ready okay three two one twinkle, uh house movie castle my introduction to studio star. ghibli uh very how good I us um i cannot believe are. people think that this is a good movie um the dirt uh it's in the sky, uh a generic a but still has twinkle, a lot of charm twinkle, to it uh the deadpool star. i this is the dirty harry movie I was um, running late for something and I had to watch a movie in 90 minutes and that was the only one I could find. Um, How so, many movies was that? Uh, like four. Um, okay. So we're running... <laughs> that was a a generous rendition of, of <laughs> <laughs> Twinkle Twinkle Little Star as well. Um, yeah, and we even just glossed over the fact that I said I can't believe that people think Us is a good movie, which I think is being a bit harsh, but I did... Um, I feel like my crazy pills wore off when it didn't get any Oscar love, and people were thinking it would. Uh, don't get me wrong, wrong. Lupita Nyong'o is great, but it's a it's a first draft for a pretty good movie. Um, mm. Shazam, what a great film. Um, <laughs> uh, Patterson, great performance um, from Adam Driver. Unicorn mm-hmm. Store. This is one of the most baffling films to come out uh, in twenty. 20- 19 um it's like a manic pixie dream girl uh meets a magical negro these are the names of the tropes i'm not you know um and it's like i I don't mean to be mean to pixies or girls (laughs) yeah um uh it's such a bizarre film it's brie larson's directorial debut and it it came out just after captain marvel so it was like it's perfect fodder for if you want to hate brie larson because it's not a very good movie right uh the first purge um the the purge world is kind of fun and interesting, but you know it, it doesn't really go, uh, really go many places. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Watch Monty Python for the first time. Um, these jokes I've heard a million times before, and they're just kind of annoying at this point. 
Uh, Guava- shit. <laughs> uh, Guava Island. Uh, it's just like a, a trailer for a Childish Gambino album we haven't got yet. The Myrowitz stories, new and selected, Noah Bombax film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's really cool. I, I recommend you check this out. Good time, Safety Brothers. Great film. Um, oh, I love Good Time. Yeah, Fuck man. yeah. Uh, Life of Brian again. Monty Python. I don't care. I'm sick of it. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. I watched this on a plane except for the last like 15 minutes. And so I got home and I was like, oh, Jess, do you mind if I just watch the end of this film? Like it's it's Nick C- uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh, it goes to Vegas to essentially drink himself to death. And I put on the film and like the scene I was up to had like one line left and it ended. And then the next scene was like a reasonably violent rape scene. <laughs> and and Jess was just like... This was the first scene of the film, as far as she was concerned. And I was like, the whole film hasn't been like this. This is kind of out of left field. Um, yeah. uh, but it's, it's it's a good film. Nicolas Cage um, was not, he won an Oscar for it. He nominated it. Anyway, uh, no, he won an Oscar for it. Um, yes. Trumbo. Uh, this is the Brian Cranston film. It's just a fun performance from Brian Cranston. The film is nothing special. Knock Down the House. It's a nothing special documentary about the, the woman, uh, um, AOC, and in Congress, you know, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yep. Um, Stepford Wives. Uh, it's just get out for white people. Uh, the Rocketeer. I love Stepford Wives when I was a kid. Yeah. I think it's a cool movie. It is get out for white people. <laughs> uh, the Rocketeer. Oh, it's fun. People are clamoring for a sequel for some reason, but it does not need one. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile um that's my um review of that zach efron uh ted bundy movie um (laughs) terrible movie all right long shot this is 100 and i'm gonna give a a 100 minute review of it now long shot it's actually a really good movie like 2019 was a good year for just like studio rom-coms Richard, I hate to do this on podcast, but I'm doing the maths, dude. And if we're at 100 out of, out of, oh no, because you're only doing 200 and yeah, yeah. All right, give me another, give me another game that I'll race through a few. Okay, um, I'm gonna I, hold I, my breath. I, do you know? Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, when we got to like four movies, I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, I did not think this through. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I did the twinkle, twinkle, little star thing, but you didn't speed up your review. I did. Just, <laughs> okay. Well, okay. No, no, not, not you didn't in terms of how fast you were talking, but you weren't more economic with your words. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Here, what about I'll, this? Instead of you holding your breath, because I don't want you to you hurt yourself. Uh, the next 10 movies, can you hold up your fingers for me? And so... Um, I'm going to give like a 10 word review and then a nine word review and then a, and so on. Okay. So that feels like it'll take longer, but all right. All right. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. This film is pretty good. And I don't need the other words. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) John Wick chapter three, Parabellum. This film is pretty good. This is taking longer. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, See You Yesterday doesn't have an ending. What Men Want. I forgot I watched this. Um, vacation. <laughs> was an answer in a pub-, pub quiz I was at the other day. Really? What Men Want? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, this 2019 film is a soft remake of a Mel Gibson film. Oh, no. Very good. Cool. Did you get it right? I did. Um, 
Vacation. This is the one with Ed Helms. But do you know what else Fine. happened at that pub quiz? What? <laughs> <laughs> I like this the idea so- of this podcast never ending. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this pub quiz and the last we're doing fucking terribly right and the last round is called the first shall be last and the concept of the round is that there are 10 questions and the the answer so the the answer for question two for example will will start with the last letter of the answer to question one and so therefore three will start with the last letter of, of question two so if you guess two and four you have the first and last letters of yeah, question yeah. two three right yeah. um we're doing terribly one of them is um uh one of them is what what extra ingredient goes with pesto to make this sauce and we were like oh maybe it's lemon and then the next one was what is the um what is the tereo word for this sweet for a sweet treat and we were like a sweet treat starting with n from lemon what the heck is that and then the next one was uh i can't remember what we thought it was but we guessed tea and so we thought the middle one was maybe nougat (laughs) and so and we we guessed all these other ones and we were just shooting in the dark man and then i was like sweet treat to ray like what what is it gonna be and i was like is it chocolate like maybe the sauce has got garlic in it and they were like no no because you, you'd need to chop up garlic really fine to make it into a sauce and i was like okay whatever um and so we we kind of fumble our way through the whole thing and this is with a listener who I, of the show who I met on the night was in our team. So, hello, listener. Um, I've, no, Daniel was his name. I haven't forgotten his name. That was really <laughs> embarrassing. Um, and so then the answers come up and it's like, number one, garlic is the answer. And I was like, oh, no. And then number two, chocolate. And I was like, of course it's chocolate. <laughs> That's the where I was like, it's the platonic ideal of a sweet treat. They're not gonna make it nougat. They're not gonna make it nougat. Nougat is not even that sweet of a treat. <laughs> I'm like screaming this at my team, and they're like in tears, laughing, and we're in the middle of this pub quiz filled with people thirty years older than us, <laughs> like watching me scream my lungs out about. Uh, anyway, just a quick inter inter uh, intermission from you. While I catch reviews. my breath. Yeah. There you go. <gasps> oh, got it. Um, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Perfection. You watch this as well. It's um, full of twists oh, yeah. and turns. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Aladdin 2019. Not bad. I mean. Not good. The Light of the Moon. This is a film where if you like um, Stephanie Beatriz, um, Rosa from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's a very good performance from her. Uh, the subject matter of the film is quite dark, and it's it's a very it's a a very realistic kind of portrayal about or what happens to someone after a sexual assault. Okay, but it's it's a very sort of dark, realistic movie with with a great performance from her. Um, Greatest Showman. Finally, watch this so I can have an opinion on it. It's it's not as it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, it's about the same level as Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe slightly better. Always be my maybe. What a cute film. Rocket Man, very good. Better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, the Mummy, the 1999 film. I finally watched that for the first time. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, 
I do not see what the hype is. You're insane. You're an insane man. It's such a fucking good movie. You're the only person I know who isn't like infatuated with this. Am movie. I the only person you know that didn't watch it when they were a kid? Um, and and has since watched it. I don't know, but I still would. <laughs> sure. I would still challenge that. That takes a. I feel like I'm. I'm good enough of a of a film critic to be able to discern between nostalgia love and real love. <laughs> I don't like Space Jam. Yeah, that that means I I'm allowed to say that means I'm a good enough film critic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, keep going. <laughs> Pokemon the movie. I choose you. I don't choose this movie as a recommendation. <laughs> Why did you watch that? Don't answer that. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, Porco Rosso. This is a um. I, this was you, now you're now entering my anime phase when I decided I was going to Japan. Um, <laughs> Porco Rosso, uh, great film. Apparently, if you um, if you're interested, check out the French dub because Jean Reno um, plays Porco Rosso. He's played by Michael Keaton in the English dub, and apparently the Jean Reno is like the definitive performance, and it's okay. the French dub of the film. My neighbor Totoro, what a fucking cute film. Kiki's Delivery Service might be my favorite Studio Ghibli film. It's it's fucking adorable and it just makes you feel happy eagle versus shark not an anime film um a kiwi film that took me a long time to get around to uh it is definitely taika's uh weakest work um i agree wolf children fantastic fun i have a fun review that my friend john once said about eagle versus shark and i posted it on facebook in 2012 and whenever i'm reminded of it i tag him once per year because it was such a funny point and this was his review of eagle versus shark um artsy movies are real good unless you're not expecting them to be artsy and then they just piss you off (laughs) and i was like that's so true and that's eagle versus shark i was expecting a flight of the concords comedy and got a quite dry somewhat dramatic yeah taika waititi film yeah i mean it's it got him to be able to make all the other films he made so so good on him for sure of course Um, of course uh wolf children this is if you can get past the very obvious um furry um (laughs) fetish stuff in it it's a real 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 fucking good movie um it's about this why not just embrace the fairies yeah like well so it's about this 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 woman who has an affair with a wolf and bears two children and um he dies and so she's left to raise these two kids who can turn into wolves um okay and so i'm probably not gonna watch this um and one of the kids like wants to embrace their wolfness and the other one just wants to fit in and she's trying to make it all work and she's a single mom and it's such a it's such a beautiful movie um is this an anime it is an anime yeah (laughs) um red line the story is like so so but it's beautiful animation uh the girl who left through time um same creator as the wolf children um i didn't like it quite as much but it's pretty cool um murder mystery the adam sandler movie remember that movie vaguely um i saw nothing about i've seen a screenshot from this movie yeah there's a a real funny extra in it um (laughs) from from up on poppy hill uh it's if, if a little immemorable it's quite nice um dumbo the 2019 film not as not as bad as the critics made it out to be dirty grandpa just as bad as the critics made it out to be mm-hmm. five centimeters per second just as good as the critics made it out to be yesterday uh the critics are somewhat divided i guess but i thought it was beautiful um, this, this can be the rest of the podcast yeah uh castle in the sky uh, it, was really, it was really cool actually um padma inverted another anime um yeah just a just a fun concept <laughs> 
Man, this list of movies you watch has taken a turn. It's just this anime. So yeah. fun. It's like it's entered a tunnel. It's like we're on <laughs> this car trip. We're going from Christchurch to Marlborough, and you've just gone through one of the many tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's a couple that I'm missing out. Like I watched um, Holes and Back to the Future and Superbad in this scrap, but you know I've seen those multiple times. Right. Um, John English Reborn. Now, when I was scrolling through the list, um, collating it for this episode, I was like. Did I fucking watch Johnny English Reborn? (laughs) Not not two days ago, I was thinking about, for our James Bond podcast, uh, uh, like, things we could do related to it. I was like, oh, we could do, like, parodies of James Bond. I was like, oh, but then... Johnny English as a franchise, should we, should we, so we shouldn't cover that. I was like, oh, it would be good to have a chance to watch the sequels because I haven't seen them. And apparently I've seen the second one. Uh, I, like, I, never- I, I, I do remember putting it on, but I do not remember a single thing about the film. I've uh, never watched so many movies that I don't recall watching one of them. Yeah, once, and so that it, 52 minutes into the podcast, it's about time uh, uh, we approach the moral of the story, which is I do not recommend this at all. It's a stupid, no. it's a stupid thing to do. And it's, I mean, if it's your job to watch movies, sure, watch one a day. But when you're having to squeeze them in at work and things like this, I uh, do not recommend it. Because when we were doing the Jaws podcast, you watched Jaws for the first time, which, you know, has earned its title of being one of the greatest and most important films of all time and you were real um i'd say you're a bit you're a bit hotter than lukewarm but you were like i have movies mean nothing to me (laughs) (laughs) like you'd watched so many that this was just a drop in the bucket (laughs) exactly a a single shark in the ocean and not Mm. one who's capable of uh a personal holding a personal grudge. <laughs> we, we, we're going to need a bigger shark. <laughs> uh, the boy and the beast. Another. This is um, Mamoru Hosoda, who's like the 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 new up and comer kind of um, anime uh, director. It's, again, it's a fine movie. Uh, Take me home tonight. It's like got Chris. I think Chris Pratt and Anna Faris met on this movie, um, and just like their relationship, this film does not end well. Um, not that the ending's particularly bad, but just none of the film is very good. I feel um, like Pratt and Ferris probably had quite a amicable breakup. I feel like he got real hot, and then she married the the chubby, funny guy, and she wasn't used to the attention he got. And I think he wasn't either. To be fair, I'm not being like, oh, she's a she's a shrill woman who couldn't put up with her man. But no, I think that the entire dynamic of their relationship changed almost overnight. Um, and I think that would they'll put a strain on any relationship. <laughs> this is such a profoundly unqualified thing for either of us. <laughs> like we don't, we're not them. We're not even. We're not in their life situation. We have no idea. Anyway, uh, we can't. We can't pause on these things. I shouldn't have stopped you. <laughs> uh, wrist cutters, a love story. You like? This I was going to ask if you watched that because you watched that other one. You said with Jason Siegel. Mm. Siegel Siegel. I always yeah. say it wrong and you laugh at me. What? Um, that's a weird thing to be like, oh, no, because this is also about the afterlife, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about afterlife and people killing themselves. Yeah. Well, I was like, man, what a weird leap to make for just because I was just thinking of that as the Jason Siegel movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I watched What is this so about, ago. AJ? Let's, let's hear your thoughts. R- Wrist Cut is a Love Story is a real creative film that you'd probably have to be a little bit more 
tender and careful with if you released it now but it's about a guy who kills himself and he he wakes up in the afterlife and it's exactly like earth but it's a little bit worse and this is where you go when you kill yourself and it it's about it's like a road trip movie of these um people who are road tripping across the country um to i think they're they're trying to figure out a way to revive themselves um, but the the world is a little bit worse in ways like you can't smile in this universe and there are no stars in the sky. It's it's a very cool movie. I need to watch that again. Mm. Yeah, it's it's actually on YouTube. That's where I watched it. And that's mm, that's yeah, how I found it because I was like just looking for four movies on YouTube so I could watch something at work. And people would be like, he's watching Netflix. They'd be like, oh, yeah, he's just watching a YouTube video. It just happens to be 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> the Garden of Words, I also watched at work. This one's under like 40 minutes. Very, very beautiful animation. Uh, when Marnie was there, um, this is my other one that also is potentially my favorite Studio Ghibli film. Um did you say that the last film was 40 minutes long? Uh, yeah, it is It is technically a film. It was theatrically released, but it is... Um, so was like Steamboat Willie, though. You could have done this real easily and just watched a bunch shot, of Chuck Jones films, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think, like, uh, Japan has, like, looser definitions of, of the term feature film. Um, right. Maybe it's an hour so long, we, I can't remember. So we're going by Japanese rules, then. All right. No, that's all good. Um, well, Richard, hey, uh, this is a little bit um, behind the curtain, but we usually we usually cut this part out. But I'm going to leave it in um, as an extra an extra time <laughs> challenge. We usually stop recording at about an hour into each of our podcasts, and we save everything and then start again. <laughs> I usually cut out this this uh, section, but if you're listening to other episodes and we get to around 50 minutes to an hour, and it sounds like the tone of the conversation suddenly shifts on the <laughs> that that's why. Um, but what we're going to do, Richard, is we're going to stop recording now. And then yeah. you have half an hour to finish <laughs> because this is not going to be more than 90 minutes long. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. We are back. Richard, go. Oh man. The tone has completely changed, AJ. <laughs> it's, it's turned on a bloody dime. Uh, gifted. This is Chris Evans and it's Mark Webb directed it. And it's, um, it's one of the, uh, Allow me to take a moment on this film. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, This is one of those movies that, like, there's nothing wrong with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... Why isn't this the best film of all time? It's fu- Wait, what it's movie fine. was it? Gifted. It's a Mark Mark Webb directed. It stars Chris Evans, um, okay. and it's like, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah, cool. It's just like a, a good film. It was nice. I watched it on a plane. Um, the Lion King 2019. I've already spoken about this, but you know, it was. I enjoyed it. The cinema going experiences experience was one of the worst I've ever had. Um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. This was um, Hayao Miyazaki's first film. And, well, it actually wasn't his first film. Lupin the Third was his first film. But this was his first, like, not part of a franchise film. And this uh, spawned the creation of Studio Ghibli. And uh, while it's um, it, it's not one that you can point to as being like, yeah, yeah, it's good because of this. It's just, like, all around, like, a pretty decent film. Now, um, what we're up to now is uh, me getting hit by a car. Um, because uh so that's where we are that i haven't seen that um (laughs) so i watched in in hospital uh i was on when i was riding home i uh was uh, home i was excited to get home because i was going to watch furious 7 uh but i got run over by a car and when i say run over by a car i literally the car drove over me uh it ran over my arm i did not break because i'm 
somehow indestructible. Um, <laughs> but I watched, I this was probably the most lenient I got with it. I watched one minute of The Great Hack um, in my hospital bed and then just watched it the next day. And because people were like, oh, it's it'll make you think so hard about what information you share online. It doesn't. It's not a very good film. Um, I didn't find it interesting. Um, Spirited Away, watch for the first time. Two thumbs up. It's great. The Red Turtle. Um, I feel like Spirited Away, I can kind of write off as just being good because everyone knows it's good. The Red Turtle is fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, Thunder Road. This was um, like one dude wrote and directed and stars in this. And there's one. <laughs> I, I really want you to watch this movie because there's one line in it that I know. His, I know you will love his delivery. Okay. <laughs> and um, uh, it's it's someone realizing their world is crashing around them and they have nothing they can do to stop them essentially and it's, and he's he's it's very good this is what the room would be like if it was good um if what's Tommy the line shit. um he says i wasn't violent okay um I, is it like this i wasn't violent almost okay um essentially because he has a breakdown at a funeral at the start of a film and then um he's like losing custody of his of his kid and they're like oh i heard you had a, a violent breakdown at a funeral this is like the judge talking and he's just like i wasn't violent i wasn't violent and he's and he's realizing that like oh shit you knew about that and realizing how bad that looks for him right um but he actually genuinely wasn't violent. Oh, are you saying um i would like it because it's a good it's serious delivery yeah oh this whole time i was like it doesn't sound very funny richard <laughs> um mary and max when when my favorite line deliveries are like hot rod when he's like i am rod and i like to party like (laughs) it's like that's that's the realm i was living in all right Uh, no the realm i'm thinking uh the the realm i'm thinking of is um your love of um (laughs) when uh walt is pleading for hank's life and ozymandias the episode of breaking bad and he goes and he's like please please and he like says it twice and he's like i think mm. that's the line there. but you know what i mean right no that and it's how- it's when it's when walt's um pleading for his own life before at the end of season three that's that's the line delivery yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's right yeah yeah. yeah 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 and it, it's that kind of thing of like saying it a few times but then the last time has all this extra emotion behind it anyway we're running out of time and you, and you go i didn't know someone could act this good and i've learned everything i need to know about acting from watching and now one, i can just do one. it myself now i can do it myself um mary and max um fuck this is uh, i was watching this and i thought man this is probably one of the best films i've ever seen um it's it's a real ugly stop motion animated f- film um it stars philip Seymour hoffman uh, as max um and it's just like it's just such a good you need to watch it um summer wars another anime film this one's uh it's just kind of ready player one um late night well one of the most disappointing films of the year for me um i think i spoke about it on the podcast i really wanted this to be good and it's just it's, it's just not um <laughs> rocco's modern life static cling i was never a huge rocco's modern life fan but mm-hmm. um this seemed to recapture the magic and bring it into now and so that that was quite cool uh the little hours this is that this is that nun movie with um uh orby plaza and allison brie millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right 
for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> Uh, Children Who Chase Lost Voices. This is Makoto Shinkai's uh, movie, who did Your Name and uh, Garden of Words in five centimeters per second. This was one of his first films, if not his first film. Um, and again, it's about death uh, and the afterlife. And it's a beautiful animation, but it's probably not his best story. Should I see how many I can get through in one breath? <laughs> okay. Okay. Booksmart was a little let down by, but is very good. I just heard it was probably better than it is. Invaders Inventor the Floppus picks up perfectly from where it left off. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I've spoken at length about already. Princess Mononoke, Leonardo DiCaprio's favorite animated movie. Did you know that? Uh, I bet you didn't. No. Um, and it's real good. It's kind of like if if, the, if girls like Spirit Away, boys like Princess Mononoke. Okay, so that was like three I got through. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Booksmart. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized like when I said it, I was like, oh, here's one that AJ can talk about. Well, anyway, just to breeze over it. Uh, what no, do you have to say about Booksmart? Because you only watched uh, it just recently. I did watch it recently. And, and obviously it's great in a lot of ways. I think I, I really like the first half. Mm. And then there's a switch when they accidentally do drugs and they turn into dolls. Mm. And I was like, this isn't very good. <laughs> like it's like this this is clearly one of those things where the director olivia wilde director um was just like i want to try do this mm, and it's mm. it, it, like sort of like how vice is you, yeah i was just about described. to say it's very um, yeah yeah uh mckayian of her adam mckayian yeah throw, throws everything at a wall and adam mccain you've done it again <laughs> um and i didn't for and i feel bad saying this because this movie's so good in other aspects but the the female teacher who's like the cool teacher ends up banging one of her male students in it Hell and i was like dude. is this not like exactly the kind of stuff this movie's trying to like move yeah. this genre away from i don't know and i also didn't like that beanie feldstein's character um like got with the loser guy at the end because i don't think his character was built to be a rom-com a romantic lead at the start of the film but i thought that was i don't know it seemed like it would have been more powerful if she didn't need to have a boyfriend by the end of it anyway yeah. this is me re distantly recalling a movie i saw some three months ago so uh it's such a beautiful day uh instantly became one of my favorite films of all time and it's i good. got the um i got the main character tattooed on my leg uh a week ago he's a little stick figure if yeah. you haven't seen it um weathering with you another anime film um this have i seen uh, this one why does this sound familiar weathering with you we saw a trailer for it at once upon a time in hollywood and jeremy was like that looks like some like it, it was a little bit like he just hates uh you know different cultures yeah. like that was the impression <laughs> i got from him um from his reaction to the trailer but i was like i'm looking forward to it um <laughs> Can we need to ask him if it's okay to <laughs> um yeah it's the same guy that did your name this is like his follow-up um to it and uh it, it is in a lot of ways it's like your name too um but 
again, beautiful animation. The story goes, it, it ends in a very unexpected unexpected place, I thought. Uh, Into the anime. This is probably the worst film I watched all year. Um, it's a Netflix, it's Netflix jerking themselves off for uh, almost an hour. And it's just this, they got some random woman to do a documentary about anime and she only covers the Netflix anime. And she just like, gets to go to Japan and be like, fuck, their culture's wacky. And it's it's what a, the most what condescending a, shit you've ever seen. <laughs> what a whiplash to go from you praising literally every anime movie you saw to into the anime, worst movie I saw all year. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, the Kid, uh, a reasonably forgettable Western, uh, which stars Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, did Richard ever watch The Kid? I did. Do you remember Disney's The Kid with Bruce Willis uh, and Spencer Breslin? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> I remember seeing it in bargain bins, but I never watched it. Um, yeah. Being Elmo, A Puppeteer's Journey, just a quite a nice film. Uh, oh, there's a few that I rewatched. Uh, Shaw the Sheep movie. Oh, fuck, it's cute. I really want to see Farmageddon, but I didn't get a chance because it, it's a kid's movie. They don't play it at night. They only play it during work hours. Uh, Geostorm. Oh, man, what a fucking trash heap. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Um, I love David what? Wayne, his, his style of you, comedy. You liked like, it? Okay. Yeah, that's incredible. Did you like it? No, I didn't not like it. I actually think it's a real... I, I, I'm I, not into it necessarily, but I think the concept of having adults playing teenagers, I'm surprised mm. I've only ever seen Wet Hot American Summer do that. Yeah, well, and then their, um, the follow-up series, how they're like... Yeah, exactly. Because in, in the movie they go, let's meet again in 10 years. And so uh what like 15 years later they're like we're doing a sequel series and it's a prequel it takes place even earlier and everyone's yeah. just like 40 now which it's is so a funny. great throwing caution to the wind kind of style it, it, it's it's it, that's a richard joke that's that's think of mm. the obvious part and then do the opposite yeah 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 um yeah i'm just as funny as him um uh atomic blonde uh this is this this could be a franchise and it should be um, interesting it's just, it's just it's just a cool night. Um, maybe a grand night in the story of Ardman. This is just a little documentary about the history of Ardman. It's on Netflix. It's just it was exactly what I was in the mood to watch at the time. Um, cool. At chapter two, you really didn't like. I really didn't mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not liking something is a stronger energy than not minding something. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I loved it. Um, girl, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, girls trip. This is. Um, it narrowly avoids having that obnoxious character getting away with things trope because you 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 kind of like her, um, right? Parasite, watch that for the first time. This is this was a, it's a Korean film. You might not have heard of it. Um, mm. I don't need to do this joke. Um, <laughs> we don't have time. Um, comedian. <laughs> oh my god, this documentary. It's about Jerry Seinfeld and this other like up and comer whose name I cannot even fucking remember. But he is like the most egotistical fucking douchebag you've ever seen you look up his imdb credits and it's like occasionally appearing in things he, he never made it and it's so funny to watch it as like uh here's jerry seinfeld going back to stand up and here's this dude who's going to be the next hot thing and he's not and he's a dick and it's so satisfying um <laughs> okja Man, does Jake Gyllenhaal realize he's not in a fucking cartoon? Uh, I don't care if he does or not because it's fucking amazing. I'm here for you, Jake. You just you get that Oscar <laughs> for Okja. Um, Tall Girl. What a bananas insulting film. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, Midsummer. Oh my god, fucking amazing. Um, incredible. In are we only up to Midsummer? 
Freddie got fingered. Watch this for the podcast. Yeah, watch this for the podcast. But uh, it is one of the genuinely one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Um, not it never becomes so bad. It's good. I don't even like the sausages part. It's just a, a, a fuck. I, I want to punch this movie in the face. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that was for a Patreon episode. Yeah. If you, uh, you uh, Ponok Short Films Theater Volume One Modest Heroes. Um, now this is a, a collection of short films. Um, I the main one I remember about this guy who's invisible, but because he's invisible, he's like lighter than air. So he has to like he has a fire extinguisher um, strapped to his like a, 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 like a satchel bag at all times to keep himself grounded. It's 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 quite cool. They're, they're quite fun. It's it's a Netflix original kind of thing. Uh, Skeleton tw- Twins, great performance from Bill Hader, great performance Love from Kristen Wiig. Um, between You've two, you've got friends- about. You've got about I, 15 minutes left um, before I, I start to- playing the outro music. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. This was fun. Um, like, yeah, it's fun. It, it breaks the it's illusion fun. of Between Two Ferns so that I don't think they could do anymore. Um, Super Size Me Too, Holy Chicken. I find it hilarious that Morgan Spurlock released a film that has Me Too on the title after he deliberately Me Too'd himself. Um, it's actually probably better than the first one, and it's really, really interesting, but I don't think anyone saw it. I don't think anyone will. Pom Poco, uh, this is a film about shape-shifting uh, tanukis with, um, it's an anime, uh, who the have balls. magical testicles. Um, yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? Were you aware of it? This or? was a question in long-time fans of Cole Popture will remember. <laughs> Just completely derail us from a 15-minute <laughs> timer. Um, we'll remember years and years ago, we did a very brief uh, Hollywood News live show um, on Facebook Live called Soda Popture. And one of the games we played with uh, our guests for one of the episodes was called Actual Movie or Cheese Dream, where I'd describe a movie and they had to guess whether it was a real movie or if it was a cheese dream I'd had. Uh, and Pompoco was one of the actual movies that I selected. For oh, me. nice. I, yeah. d- I did not watch that episode. <laughs> um, Hello, Privilege. It's me, Chelsea. This is uh, Chelsea Lately. What's, I can't remember her real last name, but um, it's like her addressing the idea of white privilege. And it's like, uh, there's a couple of really good moments in it, but like it is just a privileged white girl that's allowed to have money to make a documentary about how privileged she is. Uh, Death Proof. This was a lot of fun, actually. Um, this was the first time I'd seen Interesting. it. Interesting. Um, I would say it's t- easily Tarantino's worst film. Uh, I do not disagree with you, but it is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Swiss Army Man. Uh, oh, God, uh, what do I say about didn't, this movie? Didn't, didn't you not like it? Uh it's it's good. It is good. I liked it. Uh, I think it's maybe a little bit overrated. Um, I came into the cinema maybe two minutes late for it though, so I always felt like I never seen the whole thing. Oh, like yeah, I missed some kind thing. of massive chunk of it. <laughs> okay, Joker. Uh, this film, what a joke. I don't know. Um, you know what I think about this film. Uh, the Hero. This is that Sam Elliott movie where he like plays a, a an aging actor, and it's like yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, Al Camino, Breaking Bad movie. I've spoken about this as well. Two hundred Tron. Uh, this is cool. This is a real cool movie, and so is Tron Legacy, which I watched the following day. Um, Ponyo, probably maybe Miyazaki's weakest film. I think Secret World of Ariety again another anime it's um this is actually just an adaptation of the borrowers it's like i got told oh it's just the borrowers and it's like it's not they're not saying it's a ripoff of the borrowers it's it's a remake it's an it's a it's also an adaptation of the book um mm-hmm. that's not a review of the film uh and neither is this stuba um is 
fine. <laughs> Stuber is a is such a middling movie. Um, it that's it, yeah. Uh, the Laundromat. What a bafflingly strange movie. Check out The Laundromat if you get a chance on Netflix. It's it's such such a weird movie that throws amazing talent around like nobody's business zombie land mm-hmm. double tap a week later i forgot i'd seen it um <laughs> it's what yeah like i remember being like yeah this is probably probably as good as the first one it's the same kind of four stars yeah. um yeah uh whisper of the heart a uh, really nice film L- the light shift do you know do you know this film it's like a, it's it's no. a dramatization of um when uh they gave the Tonight Show after Carson called it quits. They gave it to Jay Leno instead of David Letterman, and it's like the uh, the people that, that sort of lusted after David Letterman for their networks. Um, the Cat Returns. This movie's so fucking funny. This this everyone just says this is the worst Studio Ghibli film, but it's so funny. This woman, this this girl, saves a cat from being run over by a truck, and then turns out the cat is actually like this royalty. <laughs> and can speak and they're like and so this this whole all of these cats are like congratulations you now you now have to marry this prince <laughs> that's a cat <laughs> and she's like well i don't want to marry a cat and so like the whole film is here like being forced to marry this cat um it's so funny and it, it, it gets too much hate moana uh probably my least favorite of the new princess oh, thing but i, I know that's a mad. very controversial opinion it's my favorite um, one yeah i um frankly it's unpatriotic of you richard i know and that's the thing and like it's it's racist and it's unpatriotic but it's not racist (laughs) um well you said it um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's i don't know it's 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 something about it just wasn't yeah anyway um i think the movie itself doesn't really go as big as i would have liked it to uh the wind rises another miyazaki film uh it's yeah, it's real good grave of the fireflies real sad i'd actually seen that before so uh judge a rabbit thumb up <laughs> thumb up thumb up my butt um <laughs> dolomite is my name uh this is a real good day eh? yeah man uh the wedding singer watched that for the first time is it's it good? fine yeah it's just about exactly as good as you think it would be Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie also called Yu-Gi-Oh! the movie pyramid of light uh this is the second worst reviewed animated film of the 2000s and <laughs> if you don't like Yu-Gi-Oh! i can see why you would think you think you that. watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh! last year to prep for japan and you were describing an episode to me once over messenger and you finished describing it and i said man that sounds really bad <laughs> do you and, remember what it you, was no but you laugh react i thought you were going to be upset and you laugh reacted to it and said yeah man <laughs> um, and it was like what what fresh hell does richard live in where he's watching 400 movies this year he does a podcast that, that yeah. forces him to watch more horrible movies and he's just by choice watching a <laughs> t- terribly written anime for children uh yeah uh you, you, uh which has like 250 episodes roughly um and you know what i enjoyed the hell out of it except for one story arc that i kind of skipped to the end of but it's not really considered canon so that's fine um color out of space that actually comes out soon i I randomly saw a preview screening of it if you like lovecraftian horror it's 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 quite cool it's the kind of movie you should support if you want to get more kind of stuff like this across the line uh slaughterhouse rules 
oh my god what a fucking bad movie holy shit um, <laughs> this is nick frost and simon pegg's first collaboration since the world's end and it's real fucking bad and it's like oh my god you guys did you not fucking read the script or watch this film um <laughs> before your newly found production company made it uh won't you be my neighbor this isn't the tom hanks movie this is the documentary uh that was made i wanted to yep. watch it uh in preparation for that just so i'd know a little bit more about mr rogers uh he seems like a great dude um <laughs> did you ever watch the actual the movie uh, no all i've seen of mr rogers is won't you be my neighbor okay yeah same well, I actually haven't even seen the movie, so. Yeah. Uh, Good Boys. Uh, this was just a yeah, a pretty funny, uh, reasonably funny, generic studio comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I spoke about this on the podcast. Man, what a fucking good time. Um, actually, the bunch of these I spoke about on the podcast. Uh, Angry Birds Movie 2, Irishman, Knives Out, Let It Snow. I actually watched for the podcast. Um, so it should be on there. Frozen. Watched this for the first time last year. My favorite of the new princesses. I don't see the way you describe Moana is how I describe Frozen. Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't I watched... go as big as I want it to. It's fine. Yeah, um, I found it. I don't know why I'm reviewing Frozen in 2020, but this is that, that's I've just always been underwhelmed by Frozen. Yeah, well, I mean, I I got into Frozen years after I, I had no one to talk to about it. Well, I mean, I had everyone to talk to about it because everyone <laughs> saw it by the time I watched it. Just but find you know, someone's I... child and talk to them about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I. I, I, I get the hype. It's amazing. Olaf is hilarious. Let It Go is a fantastic song. Um, and I I was I went into it uncynical, um, you know, without... I didn't go into it cynical at all. Oh, I'm sure you did. Anyway, um, next one hey. we've got <laughs> uh, Frost Nixon. Uh, Jess, uh, I've mentioned before, is, a, is obsessed with Michael Sheen. That's why there's a lot of Michael Sheen movies on this list. So we're moving from anime tunnel to the the, the next obvious <laughs> category, <laughs> which is Michael Sheen movies. Um, Frost Nixon is his best performance and probably his best film. Um it's real, real good, real interesting. Um, Shaggy Dog. <laughs> the, 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 see, the Robert Downey Jr. Movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was, so we're now at the release of Disney+. Plus. This was the, this was the first movie uh, I watched. And, actually, no, I must have watched Frozen on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, who cares? Uh, no one's listening to this part. Um, no one's made it this far. <laughs> um, the Queen, another Michael Sheen movie. Um, sure, whatever. Um, the, the film toys with the idea that, like, uh the the idea of royalty is outdated and we shouldn't have royals anymore and you're like fuck this is and you're like oh that's the bad guy you're not supposed to agree with him (laughs) (laughs) i love that i wanted i saw a movie where that happened to me where i i was so aligned with the bad guy's motivation that i didn't realize right away that the film doesn't want you to yeah i was um i remember you telling me about that it was um schindler's list anyway um i knew you were gonna fucking do that i was like he's gonna say mad max Fury road (laughs) (laughs) um so i watched marriage story frozen 2 uh noel which i ended up speaking a little bit about but it's it's not very good uh lady the tramp we actually did a podcast on uh all right um jeopardy a film from 1953 uh about this guy who gets his leg stuck and uh that's pretty much all that happens in the movie uh peanut butter falcon this was really cool actually we, we, you really liked this as well didn't yeah, yeah it's cool um the ending's like a little bit weird and it feels like yeah. it's like a studio tacked on ending when i when i look back on it it feels like the ending should have gone a certain way but they screwed up the execution and then it kind of doesn't make sense where it goes to after that um mm. i don't want to speak in spoilers but i don't know yeah uh 
Highlander 2, The Quickening, uh, often oft considered one of the worst movies of all time, uh, was not at all what I thought Highlander was. It takes place in the future and they've blocked out the sun. It's real weird. Um, Blue Highlander was set in like the Scottish. Yeah, so I, I think the first one is, but the second one, um, yeah, they've like built out the built this thing that like it's like a fake sky, and then it ends up like destroying society, and it's it's <laughs> fucking weird. Like it's, I, it'll be a fun one to cover on the podcast. Blue Collar. This was um, Paul Schrader's directorial debut. Um, it's cool. It's like it's like these yeah, these blue collar guys that essentially do this heist. Um, Guns Akimbo. Mm-hmm. It's coming out like this week or next week. Um, it's real bad it's real bad i cannot wait to have other people to talk to about how bad this movie is um dogs don't wear pants one of my favorite films of last year uh it's a finnish film about this guy who loses his wife and he starts seeing a dominate don't accidentally start seeing a dominatrix and then um ends up like just relying on her to feel anything and it's 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 a it's a beautiful movie uh valley girl the rom-com from the 80s with nick cage it's a remake of romeo and juliet i did not pick up on that at all um aroused this is like a weird fucking uh like sexploitation revenge film um uh it's you've got about four minutes richard are you gonna be able to get are we getting there we're getting there um (laughs) the dirties oh the the dirties is real cool um it's like it's a found footage film about these guys who um essentially just like oh what if we did a mass shooting and then you can't tell if they're taking taking it seriously or not throughout the whole film um it's it's you know a bit controversial but it's it is it is like i found it very interesting missing link probably the most boring film i've ever seen it's almost dialogueless and it's this weird harry and the henderson's makeup of this of the missing link um lionheart this is a jean-claude van damme film it's exactly what you'd expect um blood rage this is just like a bore uh you know your average kind of slasher movie um street walking um we're getting into some weird territory whatever headspace you're in uh, you chose these movies to watch it's getting yeah there is getting, an interesting it sounds story like you've, you've about, been watching them all in, in a row and you're just picking them tired and delirious uh you're not far off um <laughs> there is a very specific circumstance that i watch these films under uh which i will not go into but you might know what it is um right uh street when you went on that cocaine bender and i was like exactly. richard don't do cocaine man and you're like, <laughs> you'll watch the weirdest it. movies <laughs> <laughs> um uh dracula versus frankenstein from the 70s uh not very good um it's just exactly what you'd expect i lost my body the um netflix film which was nominated for an oscar it's an anime that looks so good it's really cool it is really cool uh sex underground another netflix movie well this one's not very good <laughs> uh vicky christina barcelona Ah, this is a th- yeah. This was, I I really enjoyed it, but at the same time, it's kind of weird. It's a Woody Allen film, so I, I rescind having enjoyed it. Um, mm. Jumanji, watch this for the first time. It's real fucking cool. At the end, when he's like, "Any last words?" and Robin Williams says, "Jumanji," um, that's the best part of the film. Um, <laughs> it's it's not as good as Zathura, which I watched the following day, or uh, either of the Jumanji sequels, which I watched in the. Um, I don't. I actually days. don't think generally Jumanji one is actually considered that good. Yeah, I think like whenever 40%. people talk about it's, it, it's nostalgia. Like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's a pod vid where you can see what I thought of that. But fuck, man, I people don't give this film enough shit. I know they give it a lot of shit, but it's, it's not like enough. It's like universally the most shit upon movie. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> like at the moment, it's not enough. Um, and they keep Anakin- coming out with more shit about it. Oh my God, we, we don't need to get into it. 
Uh, unaccompanied minors. This is me and my friend like to watch. Me and my friend Tyler. Um, do you remember this movie? I just don't understand how this is the chaser to to rise of Skywalker. Is unaccompanied um, minors. Yes, do, do I remember, remember this movie. Yeah, so it's like um, some kids get lost in an airport. Um, we like to watch shitty movie, shitty Christmas movies every year when we're in the same city. All right, I'm playing the music. <laughs> um, free solo fantastic documentary what oh my god it's breathtaking i wish i'd seen this in imax but at the same time i don't because i would have gotten real bad i'm scared of heights cats best movie of the year um jumanji the next level even better (laughs) (laughs) jumanji Uh, the next level even better than cats (laughs) (laughs) uh portrait of a lady on fire oh my god so fucking good what a beautiful film it's i think it's getting like a wide release now so more people are seeing it but it's fucking amazing ballerina only watched it because of carly ray jepson worth it um (laughs) uncut gems what a great performance from adam sandler um deserves all the love it's getting check it out on netflix and the last film i watched in 2019 is the lighthouse uh and much like starting the year off on uh uh pacific rim uprising ending it on a film of the same quality that is not true no whatever (laughs) now um the lighthouse i am annoyed that i had to watch it after a year of being told it was the greatest this this was this year's hereditary where i was like yep it is good i can see why everyone likes it but it's a massive disappointment for me because i was expecting the second coming of jesus um now i wish i I had the gall to 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 do the hark speech from the lighthouse in response to you not liking Uh, it aj what it's now been with with uh, a little bit of time for uh, you know bloody uh, 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 messing around at the start, <laughs> I think we hit 30, 30 minutes pretty pretty well. Very nice. The music's probably still playing. I haven't. <laughs> uh, so AJ, what did you think of this? What did you think of? The- did you make it to the end? I'm asking you. I made it to the end. Um, only really? just though. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> Huh? Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what w- uh, you sort of talked about what you've what you'd learnt that yeah. it wasn't a good idea. Um, yeah. Films mean nothing to me. In contrast, I have watched twenty five films this year. We're into March. I watched twenty five films, fourteen of which were James Bond films. Mm. There you go. Um, well, Richard, thank you for doing this all so we could have one episode's worth of content. I think that shows true devotion Ooh. to the content right there. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, then please uh, let us know. Maybe you can encourage Richard to watch double as many films <laughs> this year. Um, and then we'll do a review next year, which will be half the time of this one. <laughs> Richard reviews four, 812 movies in half an hour <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun uh, but you can also find Cult Popshire on Facebook and YouTube give us a like and a subscribe um, there's also the Cult Popshire podcast channel which if you're listening to this on YouTube you'll be listening to this on YouTube uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Cult Popshire and you can uh, come on our Discord You'll, there'll be a link to that in the show notes below you can Don't also check out our, our letterboxed our letterboxed accounts as well what yeah. did you say? 
I said, don't catfish us. Um, no, we've been getting, yeah. Um, we don't <laughs> it's a safe it. place. But, but uh, yeah, and you can also email us at culpoptionmedia at gmail.com uh, and stay tuned after, well, the music's probably finished by this point, but we also do post-credit scenes, yeah. even though this episode is ostensibly a giant post-credit scene in terms yeah. of what we usually talk about. Uh, let us know how many of the films you've watched and mm. do you agree please go through uh one by one whether or not you agree with what i think oh, actually so into the anime was the worst one what was the best one uh the best film i saw for the first time last year um well actually there's three okay avengers in game mm-hmm. which i didn't mention on this because i watched it i technically watched it for the podcast um parasite Mm-hmm. That it's such a beautiful day. Cool. There we go, everybody. All right. Thank you, Richard. And thank you, loyal, beautiful audience members. Good night. Yeah, and our ugly members. No such thing. Not as in ugly people don't listen to us. As ugly people aren't real. I'm not saying ugly people can't listen. What if people listen to us and have bad personalities? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then they're ugly. And they're not allowed to listen. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. All right. Oh man, it's going to be tough to live up to that episode, but we're gonna tr- we're gonna try, and we're gonna fail. <laughs> we're um... <laughs> live up to it with the the small fan service moment at the end of the episode. Yep. They're like that's uh, that was, better but we're not going episode. to. So it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the episode wasn't great, but the post credit scene. Oh boy. Uh, the 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 what? I hear you ask. Uh, well, the post credit scene. <laughs> yes. uh, that's what this is. It's um the scene, uh, which posts the credits. All right. So man. just send us your address, and we'll post you the credits. Everyone of the who's involved in the Cole Popcher podcast, from the people who record it to the people who host it to the people who. That's it. There's, it's a, this is a two-man job most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could say Except we had the, audio. Except for the special guest we had on the episode just preceding this post-credit scene. Yeah. Thank you so much to that guest. Thank you, guest. I think <laughs> the, their name was James Bond. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a segment of the show where, where people who donate more than $5 get to give us sort of something to talk about at the end of an episode in this little segment. If you want to contribute to that and be able to give us something to talk about, then just go to www.patreon.com slash and throw in $5 or more per month. That's an insanely low amount of money. I would do that. That's one coffee a month for a day. <laughs> <laughs> A day, a, a moment of setting it up, you know, getting your yeah. bank card out. And this question comes to us from friend of the show, Calvin Sang, and he asks, what's They're one- They're all friends of the show. That's true. Um, but Calvin specifically is a, like, it's someone that we've worked with before. He was on an episode of Soda Popsha a while back. Um, and mm. he, he asks us, what's one dumb trend and one cool trend you've seen in movies lately? I found this a particularly different, difficult question, despite this being a topic I'm really interested in talking about. I couldn't think of yeah, anything yeah, I hadn't yeah. talked about before. Like, whether it's good or bad, like sequels that ignore every other sequel and shit like that, uh, mm. you know, trends. But I couldn't think of any, like, up-and-coming ones that... Um, and this, I feel like we get asked this question a few times in the various Q&As we've done. Mm. Um, but do you have any answers for this question? Um, 
better representation. Right, yeah. And that's a yeah, good, I can't that's think a of a cool good one, trend. <laughs> ah, there you go. I tried to give you the I tried to make the same joke but while also coming out on the right side of history, but you just plunged right into the depths there. Yeah. Although, you know, history hasn't happened yet. So we don't know who's going to be on the right side. <laughs> Imagine if, like, a hundred years from now, they're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh man, AJ was wrong trying to be pro representation. Um, <laughs> Imagine someone actually arguing that 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 you're yeah. on the wrong side of history for doing all these things. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When the Academy Awards have nominated all mm. men and then mm. script. Um, all white men and then script these jokes for women and people of color to to poke yeah. fun at so something that, can, that at the time of anyway. recording just happened it's <laughs> very it's <laughs> very timely content um yeah. I, I, uh, I wrote for cool trend i wrote down uh wholesome is the new dark and gritty I think as a response to the yeah, world sure. world being the way it is we're getting a we're getting films with a lot more um where there's a lot nicer characters and gentler, gentler people in yeah. it. Um, I yeah, think well, I always out say is this really good is, for that yeah, little yeah. woman. That like um, Mike Schur's, um TV mm. shows, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Good Place are all just about people helping each other. Yeah. Um, and and being nice. Like the conflict comes externally. It's not about um, like Parks and Rec has one episode. One episode where um, Leslie and Anne, who are like best friends, fight, and that's the the whole basis of the episode is they never fight. This is their one fight, and then um, Ben and Leslie, who are a couple, there's only one episode that revolves around them fighting, and that's about yeah. they disagree on a work issue, and they um, like you know to have to not take it home with them, and it's it's not even like a personal thing. It's about work, and so. Um, yeah, I just like you can compare that to something like How Many Mother or Modern Family or Friends, where it's like every episode comes like the conflict in every episode comes out of like Cam wants to do this, but Mitchell doesn't like it, and it's mm. like you know it, it's it just becomes boring. Mm. Um, and so I think it, it's it's not only nicer to watch, but I think it's forcing the writers to be a lot more creative. Yeah, and so I like that. Yeah. I agree with you that the, the trend is uh, it's it's going good. And yeah, I like that when the world is so shitty, the uh, our media sort of shifts to reflect the opposite of that. It's mm. it's more hopeful. It's that whole thing of how like when was it when Democrats are in power that like zombies are big and and it's vampires when there's Republicans yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. No, the other way around because um, it's zombies. This was from yeah. a cracked video from like literally ten years ago, um, and it was yeah. it basically posited that when a Republican is in power, we get a lot of zombie movies as an anti-government. Um, kind of you know they're making movies that represent how liberals how how democrats see republicans as these dumb zombies and when a republican when a democrat's in power um there's a bunch of vampire movies because republicans see democrats as sexy lustful you know bloodthirsty vampires um yeah 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 yeah. um yeah speaking of dumb trends as well i think we're gonna see a lot more um bohemian rhapsody kind of things More? and um 
Yeah, like I, I think you know, there's like a Bowie one in the works, and there's yeah. there's a few of those, and then um, also Adam McKay's kind of style of like recent political sort of obnoxiously directed films. It really worked in The Big Short. It didn't work in Vice, and then Bombshell's like a pale imitation of it. Bombshell's good, but it doesn't need a lot of the Adam McKayisms that it stole. Mm. Okay. Um, one thing I, I thought was also real interesting is how how like the shape of water winning best picture everyone was like this is you know two two three years ago shape of water winning best picture everyone was like oh this is it you know this is this is so good because now we're going to get more movies like the shape of water i can't think of a single movie like the shape of water has it not been long yeah enough, i mean do you reckon? maybe not yeah those films of all just are all entering development now yeah yeah Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.